is the Missional Adventure Podcast, telling inspirational stories of Baptists embracing adventure in the mission of God. This is the 12th episode of the Missional Adventure Podcast. Gaynor Hammond, a retired minister, was called back to ministry to serve at Hope Church in Hebden Bridge. Gaynor chats about how the church reached out to people in the community with dementia and their carers by creating a support group that would focus not just on their physical needs but their spiritual needs as well. You can get future episodes as they are released every two weeks by searching for Missional Adventure in your favourite podcast provider on your smartphone or tablet or visit our Facebook page by typing in Missional Adventure and post on social media with the hashtag Missional Adventure. So on the Mission Missional Adventure podcast this week, we've got Gaynor. Gaynor, tell us a bit about yourself and where you're, you're based in the country. I'm a Baptist minister, retired, but then Baptist ministers keep retiring and keep doing work. <laughs> so uh, I felt a bit like Moses at the age of 70. I was asked if I would go to Hope Baptist Church at Ebden Bridge to help them out for a couple of years. I've recently, like last week, retired from there. Again. <laughs> Again. But the time there was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And during that time, you know, we did all sorts of work. One of the particular pieces of work I did was to set up a group, a support group for people with dementia and their carers. How did that come about? I mean, tell us a bit about the church, as it were, before you went to it and, you know, the, the context of a small church, large church, medium-sized church. A big building. John Fawcett. Bless be the tie that binds, of, of best, bless the fame. Right. Bless be the tie that binds fame, founded it. Right. And um, a small congregation. Yeah. Probably 25 if everybody went there at the same time. Right. Amazing community around. Very new age, hippie. Right. Very different. I love them. <laughs> Mm. that's a great start I'm there it was really good I knew them I'd known them for years so when they asked me if I'd go they were asking somebody they knew and trusted yeah and I've been there nearly three years just helping them out pastorally teaching preaching that kind of thing yeah so how did the the project we're going to talk about this the dementia support group how did that start and what what was sort of the, the background to it I have been involved for the last 20, over 20 years in looking at all sorts of ways of supporting people who live with dementia and their carers. I was asked to do that by a group called Faith in Leeds years ago. And I'd been nursing, background in nursing, worked with people living with dementia. Very, very little was known about it at that time. 25 years ago. What the church wanted to do, and other bodies wanted to do, was to look at the fact that there is so much more to somebody who's got dementia than, if you like, what was recognised at the time as being a cabbage, sitting there, knowing nothing, nobody there. And people realised there was more than that, but it had to be brought out. How yeah. we treated them mattered. Yeah. And so I and a few others dotted around the country were pioneers, really, in this work. And we called it looking at the spiritual needs. Something more than body, brain and breath. 
the spiritual needs of people with dementia and the carers. So I've been involved in that, written books, spoke at conferences, both at home and abroad. Mm-hmm. And so that is very dear to my heart. How did that take shape in terms of, so was it just you or were there people from the church who supported you and what you were doing? They knew my work and said, wouldn't it be lovely? We had at least two people who were housebound, who we visited, who had dementia. But also, there were just people around who had got experience, whether it had been spouses or parents, and they were dead keen to do something at the church and to do something where we could support people living with dementia and the carers. So we started something. So what, what did it look like, the support group? What did you do? How um, did you do it? Initially, we decided that we'd go for once a month, a meal, a lunchtime, drop in. People could come, have soup and nice cake and, you know, soup roll, nice cake and conversation and just see what happened, how that went. The Alzheimer's Society are very active over in the Calder Valley. There were lots of like coffee shops, dementia friendly, you know, memory shop, things like that, that people could go to. But they really liked the idea of having something like this happening uh, right in the centre of the church. It's bang in the centre of Hebden Bridge. We started it. Three people came. One person who had dementia came on his own. Another person who had dementia came with his wife. And that was it. And Summer came and the person with his wife, they go off. They had a caravan by the coast. And so they went off for most of the summer. So we were left with just Peter. And we were quite disappointed. We felt we're not doing things right here. We're doing, because we were quite happy to increase, to have it every week if necessary. But we were not getting that. And we were really disappointed. And, and almost wondering whether perhaps we should call it a day. It just wasn't working. Because there were other things in the Calder Valley. Yeah. So, so what, what happened next? That doesn't sound like the end of the story. <laughs> no, we decided to keep it going until the end of summer. Certainly two, the other two came back off the travels. And see what happened. And we prayed and asked God to show us. What is it you want us to do? Because what, what we're doing doesn't feel quite right. That you know, if you've got a plan for this, show us. And we were practically ready for throwing in the towel and saying, well, this isn't working. When we got a phone call from the Alzheimer's Society. And the Alzheimer's Society have this scheme where people who are newly diagnosed go and, and they have a few weeks quite a few weeks with the society, just meeting up, just they give them a little bit of support and training and what, knowing what to do and that kind of thing. But then they're sent off, you know, off you go now. Here's some leaflets and so on. And it's, it can be quite hard for them. However, they did have these cafes, dementia cafes and so on, through the valley. But they didn't want that. They wanted to stay together as a support group, mm-hmm. support one another. They needed a venue and they needed somebody who would 
support them in being their own support group because they weren't able to do that themselves. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Peter, the one who'd been coming to us all the time, said, I think I know who would do this for us and approached me. <laughs> so they phoned up and said, would you do this for us once a fortnight? Could they meet in an afternoon for the afternoon? And, and I said, yeah, let's talk about it. And so they came to talk about it. And it was really good because they said they wanted, if you like, to, to have the lead, to have the say in how this group went. Other groups had gone to, which were good. They were quite prescriptive in what happened. So today we're going to play dominoes, bingo, do a jigsaw. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. What and they said, could we just come and be? <laughs> and could we just kind of be friends? And could we just act normally? Like normal people meeting for coffee and cake yeah. and, and, and not be treated like us telling them what, they, what we were going to do today. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. So that's what we did. It's only half a dozen of them, the people with dementia. And we also had a carers group who met in another room. And what was really strange was dementia were really enjoying themselves and lots of laughter and lots of talking and lots of sharing. The carers in their room, they'd had a week of sometimes sheer hell, really. Yeah. You know? And they could cry. They laughed as well. But they had that opportunity to share their stories and pains and difficulties and challenges in a safe place. So we had the two. Brilliant. Great. (laughs) And that was happening. So after the summer, that sort of developed, that That partnership happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. Fantastic. So we really felt that God had met us there, doing that. That yeah. given us, I think we proved, we've shown that we were available. Yeah. And stayed available, even though there was only one person coming. Yeah. And we showed God that we were available, but also this person saw in us a safe place, a place where he could come and just talk normally. Yeah spoken to normally and feel for a couple of hours like a normal person not feel that there was somebody who had to be done to how did the dementia support group how did that relate to the rest of the life of the church and the sunday congregation the life of the church i mean they were really supportive of what was happening even though they weren't all involved they couldn't all be involved no because you don't want loads of people. Again, that would change the dynamic of the group. There were three of us. Right. Four volunteers, uh, but always three of us, at least two or three of us there at any one time, beavering away, making drinks, baking cakes to bring, you know, sitting, chatting, maybe going in and talking with the carers. Yeah. So there were always enough, but not too many, to overwhelm. And that was good. And, and loads, they wanted to have the freedom to be able to talk about anything because it was a support group. 
and people were in different stages of dementia and of course dementia there is a deterioration that that happened but they were able to talk about that they were able to come and when we shared and we had tea and coffee and cake and everything and then anybody got anything and and somebody might say yeah things are different this week i've had a really bad week you know it might be you know i've had accidents and you know i've, I've spilt stuff or i've suddenly I haven't got the control I had over my bladder or you know all sorts of things one man who was the gentlest loveliest loveliest man a couple of times came and he was really weepy because he shouted at his wife and he knew he had and he felt really bad about it but we were able to console him that she understood and she loved him and she wasn't going to leave him but you know and everybody was able to say their story. Oh, you know, we've done that, I've done that. I can remember a time when and, you know, but people understand. And, and sort of console and support one another, which was just fantastic. Yeah. It sounds like the hospitality that you showed to that group, the love that you were able to demonstrate through your, your care and, and welcome spoke of Christ in that context. Were there opportunities in conversation to bring yes. Jesus up as well though? We didn't have a God slot. That didn't feel right. Yeah. Because it was their group, they, and it, it, it felt intrusive. Yeah. But we felt that we, it was okay to actually share things that had happened, answered prayer in a normal, natural way, not in a, not in suddenly a godly voice, just a really natural way yeah. to them. And we always had invitations for them, for anything that was going on at church, anything, whether it's an Easter service, a remembrance service, a strawberry tea, cream tea, it didn't matter. They got the invitation there. I'd love to say they took us up on it, on everything. I'd love to say they came to Christ as a result. But what we did see, they didn't, but what we did see was that people were, from being reluctant, they were very eager, quite happy, to go into church and see what was going on. Whether, oh, we just decorated it for the Christmas service, for the remembrance service, for, you know, the Easter service. Do you want to come and have a look? And nobody said no. Everybody came and looked round and were pointing to what was there and why we were doing what we were doing. And, uh, and then inv inviting them. They came to a strawberry cream tea, but we haven't got them to anything else yet. Yeah. But they know God's love through us. Quite happy to talk about God. Quite happy for us to share. Some might say, well, I don't believe in God. I don't know how God could allow this suffering. And actually, very often the dementia played a part in them maybe losing their faith. Yeah. We had a Catholic who, who lost his faith because he found that hard to come to terms with, but he saw the love of God in us. That's great. So you're saying that your, your time at Hebden Bridge is, you're retiring again, or you've retired again recently. Does the, the support group continue, or was it for a season? And... Well, it's continuing. It's That's continuing. Great. And I will still go and visit them. They're very dear to me, so I'll go and visit them yeah. from time to time. 
that it will continue. There is such enthusiasm for it. The church, I mean, what was the impact of, of the group, the support group on the church, do you think? You talked about a number of people being present and supporting and practically supporting that group. Was there an, you know, a sense of the church feeling encouraged or you know, as a result of what they've been doing in the community? The church as a whole were very, very encouraged by it. And it was often mentioned and often mentioned in prayer. The people who became volunteers, so, you know, the three, four people who were the supporters, if you like, they, um, one of the biggest things that they said had happened to them is prior to that, they were frightened of dementia really frightened, frightened for themselves, family members getting it. You know, two of them had friends that had got early onset dementia. And they said that after this group, they were no longer frightened. And they told the people of the group that as well. You have taken away our dreadful fear of it. We made sure that we told the people with dementia how much they'd helped and taught us. Yeah. I mean, one amazing story. In fact, it, this is becoming more of a norm now. One lady whose husband had been diagnosed with dementia. She works in the centre of Hebden Bridge. She came to see us and said, I, I, I don't know what to do. I want my husband to come. I think it'll help him, but he doesn't feel ready yet to join a dementia group. But I want to know what it would be like and to know if it would suit him. Can I come and meet your people? And so I asked my people with dementia and said, this lady would like to come and talk to you. And she wants to know if it's right for her husband. Is that all right? So it's respect, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It was their choice. And they said, no, no, it's fine, let her come. So she came and she asked them questions. Can you tell me what happened and what's it? And you know, this is what my husband's like, and this is what. And they were talking to her, they were teaching and counseling her. She loved it so much. Her husband still hasn't come, she comes every week. Wow. She brings the sandwiches and comes and have, has a lunch with us because she said it's helping her so much, and she can ask them. You know, my husband's doing, this is happening, this is happening. And they're helping her. And imagine a people who've had so much taken off them, who are regarded as now, well, actually, they haven't got a lot to offer. Any value they had has been lost. To be in a position where they can counsel and help others coming on that same journey. How brilliant is that for them? Yeah. And uplifting that they're doing that. Fantastic. So that's happened two or three times that people have come in and and been able to talk to them. And it's like, that's a ministry. We didn't organise that. We didn't. It just happened. Completely unplanned by us. I do believe planned by God. It sounds like a number of times, for example, you being available and then the approach coming from, that group just feels that God's definitely been in in what you've been doing so thank you Gaynor for sharing that story with us and bless you in this new 
chapter of ministry for yourself and uh, we pray for um, Hebden Bridge and uh, the dementia support group that continues uh, in your absence. So, Gaynor Hammond, thank you very much. Thank you. At the end of each episode, we want to point you in the direction of a resource that may be helpful in your mission and adventure. So keep listening for even more inspiration. Fresh Dreams is a national network equipping, inspiring, connecting, resourcing and giving courage to leaders and leadership teams as we serve our churches and communities. We connect with over 380 church leaders and leadership teams from across 250 local churches in England and Wales. Whilst the vast majority of these churches are primarily within Baptist together, we are not exclusively working with just Baptist leaders and their churches. We have some significant relationships with non-Baptist churches and also ministries that work interdenominationally, including the Light Project, DNA, Renew Wellbeing. As we develop Fresh Dreams as a Word and Spirit Network, we've identified the following five priorities. Pioneering a mission, women in leadership, millennials, children, youth and family ministry, and leadership development. Each year we put on a number of events, including our National Leadership Conference, which takes place every January at the Hayes Conference Centre in Swanwick. We also have a number of prayer and fasting days that take place every year. Our desire is to be a movement informed by the Word and inspired by the Spirit, to speak peacefully in a world of violence, truthfully in a world of lies, courageously in a world of fear, compassionately in a world of hate, and hopefully in a world of turbulence. Do contact us if you'd like to know more or would like to explore how to connect more intentionally by visiting our website www.freshdreams.net or find us on one of our social media platforms Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. The Mission on Adventure podcasts have been made possible through funding provided by Baptists Together. The music is from The Adventure, an original song written by Andy Flanagan and recorded by Matt Osgood. Editing of the podcast is by Emma Garner and this has been a River Tree Limited production. Mm-hmm.